Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me now is top 15 UFC light heavyweight Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. Jamal, welcome back to Half the Battle. What's going on? You know. Oh, man, I'm chilling. So, look, man, uh, I know you've been knocking people out, but I still think your debut against Stosich is one of the most impressive debuts I've seen in a long time because I've never seen a 205-er attempt 233 strikes in a three-round fight. And it's funny because they only credited you with 101 significant strikes. But between you and me, Jamal, it seemed to me like you landed pretty much everything you threw. So how did you develop that style where you obviously have that one hitter quitter of a man your size, but you also put up the kind of numbers of a man in Billy Q's uh, weight class? Um, it's just, I think it's my, my natural athleticism, natural athletic ability. Like as I grew up and actually grew and got bigger to me, I wasn't that big. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, I'm still looking at myself as the small skinny kid. So I always moved in, you know what I mean? In that, in that manner, in that way. And that was how I was, that's how I learned how to fight. That's what I like to do. Do you prefer knocking people out or do you like going out there and putting up those kind of numbers that we don't often see in your weight class? I like both. That's I like both. I mean, knockout knockout is cool. You know what I mean? I like a knockout. It's it's a good energy. It's a good feeling. It it comes with a knockout. But the thing about the thing about that is it's quick. It happens. It's quick and it's over. You know what I mean? When you touch somebody up, you you pepper somebody up and you light somebody up. That's that's a whole different. That's just something different to me. Another thing about that debut is that you know people like to talk about how you were taken down six times, but I like to talk about how you got back up six times and that you're very hard to hold down. That get up game does right remind me of a prime Jose Aldo. So you got a lot of elements of like a smaller guy, but you're a six foot four man with a seventy nine inch reach. So do you feel like? right off the bat that kind of separates you from the pack yeah 100 percent, it does um my 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 physical abilities especially for this weight class aren't normal they're not normal they're not natural everybody can't do it you know what i mean um it's not a lot of people it's not a nobody in order to find my hand speed somebody that can truly truly match my hand speed you would have to go down weight classes you would have to go wait. You would have to go down to like maybe one forty-five. I say maybe one forty-five to actually find somebody with the hand speed that I have is 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 not is not the same. And, and in addition to the speed, it's also the output and the volume. Um, like I said, when you attempt two hundred thirty-three strikes in a light heavyweight uh, matchup you already stand out from the pack. So when I noticed that, I was like, oh, shit, like this guy could be a future top five guy. And I said that from day one. Then your next couple fights, you actually knock your opponents out. We didn't even get to see all elements of your game because they couldn't last that long with you in there. So do you uh, are you like feeling like you're progressing in the right direction? Do you like the, the progression in your game so far? Yeah. Yeah, bro. I like everything about my game. I like everything about I like I like the way my mind works, how I see the game how things come to me. I have fun with all of it, which is why I'm still doing it and why I'm still progressing at the rate that I am. You know, um, it's just it's just fun for me, bro. I'm having fun with it and I'm enjoying it. How do you attack the mental side of things? Because um, 
obviously we've seen that, you know, with some guys, they get taken down, they're content to lay on their back. You pop right back up. You pop right, you pop right back up six times. The Paul Craig fight, I mean, I know you remember Anthony Rumble Johnson, who had all the power in the world, but you get him in any kind of any kind of compromising situation, he's tapping out real quick. So not only do you have, you know, the ability to put up the numbers, but you also have that dog in you, which is something you can't teach. Where, where, when did you first realize that Jamal Hill was not just, you know, good technically speaking, but you're also a dog and a savage? I knew that my whole life. I, I grew up different, bro. You know I mean, you had to be a dog and a savage to come to, to survive some of the shit that I've been through. You know what I'm saying? So that just came natural. It wasn't like a, oh, a realization for me. It was just it's just who I am, just me being me. That's all this ever is, is just me being me. I only know how to do that. Now, I thought the Jimmy Crew fight was going to be this back and forth war, and it was literally a walk in the park. Now, obviously, the second knockdown where you finish the fight, that one makes all the sense in the world to me. But what exactly went down on that first knockdown, man? Um, as far as like, like from my standpoint or like a technical standpoint, like from what I saw, like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, like what, what exactly happened there? Because the camera angle is kind of weird. So I couldn't really see okay. what connected there. So, um, so whenever we, uh, whenever, whenever we first engaged or whatever, we came out, we did our little fill out thing or whatever. Uh, I threw that high kick. When I threw that high kick, it landed on his forearm. You know, it kind of, it kind of, it smacked his arm. But he leaned back, so it kind of clipped him. But usually if you watch a fight, usually when somebody gets clipped like that, like like somebody gets a kick, usually somebody throws a kick or whatever, they kick, and then they get they, they get back. I didn't give any ground whenever I kicked. I kicked, and because he leaned back, I still had the same range. We were still at the same range, so I didn't retreat at all. He thought I did. You know what? To me, that's what it looked like he did. It looked like he thought that I did, and he was trying to, to cover it, close that distance, like as if I was going back. He was trying to follow me to close that distance. And when he did, he came straight at me, and I'd already stepped off. I'd already I'd stayed in the range, and I stepped off on the angle. So when he came forward, he walked right into a blind spot, walked right into a blind hook. Now, I've seen Jimmy Crew get hit with everything but the kitchen sink and keep walking forward in plenty of fights. I mean, this guy... I thought he was probably one of the most durable guys at 205. You can just take your best shot and keep coming. He still forward. is. Yeah, he still I, is. I, I'm not down on bro. him at all. It's just when that it shot lands, up. it lands, bro. When that shot lands, it lands, bro. You know what I mean? Like that's just like I told. This is just like the interview I did with uh with KB and, and Angela the other day. Like I was like, she's like, oh, like I, bro. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, how strong you are, how tough you are. You get hit the right spot. Right, you know what I mean? Right, you go to sleep, period. Yeah, so it was more about the placement and the accuracy versus you know Jamal Hill having this Nganu type power, is what you're saying. No, I'm not saying that because I do have power. I'm saying I'm saying it was that that's what that more that was more so the thing that played that played a role in it. I played the biggest role in it. Got you. So you're obviously going to fight Johnny Walker later this month. And is he the first guy where you don't have a height and reach advantage against? I didn't. I had a height. I've had this the first time I didn't have a height advantage. Of, yeah, I think it's the first time I didn't have. I don't have the height advantage, but OSP's reach was longer than mine. Okay. 
I mean, does that present something different here? Because, I mean, like with Walker, he's an interesting guy because it's like no. he's very athletic. I mean, I'm sure he's got an insane vertical jump. You've seen the flying knee KOs, the elbows, the high kicks. He's got some good weapons, but it seems like he doesn't really have much of a process or like a method behind the madness. Does that make him more dangerous or more predictable for you? You just asked me a lot right there, bro. Yeah. Right there. Um, as far as his physical size, um, I fought big dudes before. I've trained with big dudes. I, I want. I used to whenever I first came, in, I used to spar with a dude that was six ten. You know what I'm saying? So I've I've sparred. I've dealt. I've dealt with range, length, and things like that. As far as um, the 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 task that he presents to the uh the task that he presents as far as athleticism he's big he's long and he's athletic yeah i mean that can present a problem for anybody you know what i mean like anything can present a problem like his arms being too short can present a problem if he knows how to use it you know what i mean but the thing is the things that he that he's that he wants to do and he tries to do i, I do them better a lot better you know um like the like the santos fight if he approaches me like he did the santos fight in the santos fight it's not going to turn out well for him, I believe. You know, um, sitting back, throwing a million feints, throwing a million feints without without actually setting anything up just to try to control what they're thinking or what they do and things like that. You're good. I see you. Technical difficulties. All right, but yeah, like certain shipping on the charge this whole time, it's not charging. So oh, you good. I see you and hear you great. Yeah, bro, you broke out my up that black charger, big, big black, and then hold on, bro. I'm trying to make sure my I'm trying to make sure you don't get cut off because my phone is about to die. Hey, all the fans watching this, submit your questions for Jamal Hill in the uh, comment box, and we're gonna get to them here at the end of the show. What up, man? Can you hear me? See me? Yeah, I got me? you, bro. I got you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But like we were saying, but like I was saying, no. Um, physical, like the physical challenges that he presents. Yeah, big, long, explosive things like that. He can't fight me the way he fought Santos. You know what I mean? That technical, that like you, you would have to have technique and flow on a level that he does not understand. He's already clear. I see in an interview he already said he don't understand. You know what I mean? He's things that he said he's learning. Things that he's saying that he's learning. I've known, been in my DNA for years. You know what I mean? So technically, he so tech, from a technical aspect, he can't beat me like that. He can try. You know what I mean? He's long. He's big. You know what I mean? He might. He's he's pretty. He's, he's in the UFC, so he has some talent. He can probably put up, but in the long run, I don't think overall it's not gonna. It would, that wouldn't work out. Now the crazy, explosive, wild man, that's unpredictable. That can. Damn. I died. No, nah, you're still here, bro. 
Oh, shit. That sucks. He just cut out. Well, hopefully he comes back in here in a sec because I was really enjoying what he was saying. Um, firstly, can y'all hear me good? Um, let me know in the chat because I was having some issues with my mic. If I got to speak up a little bit, I will. Um, but let me know if y'all can hear me just in a general sense. Um, and if that's the case, then, then it's all good. So comment below. I need y'all to, I need y'all to drop some comments and let me know what the deal is right now. So going to try to get Jamal back in here, here in a sec. Y'all do have some good questions that I've been seeing, man. Okay. My boy just said a faint echo. That, that ain't too bad, right? We can deal with that, right? Yeah. I, the, like I just walked into my studio and my shit was like buzzing in my headphones. My mics weren't working. So, but the show must go on. So as soon as uh, Jamal gets back in here, uh, we're going to get down to business again. But until then, if y'all got any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them while he uh, figures this out. My boy Knight said, how much weed does he smoke? I'll let him answer that question, but it looks like a good bit. Um, all right. So y'all said the mic is generally good, but a little softer than usual. All right. Not too bad. So just turn up the volume and you should be good to go there. Um, but yeah. Man, I am excited for Jamal's fight against Johnny Walker. I mean, at one point, I was super high on Johnny Walker. I thought that he could be one of the guys to give John Jones his toughest fight. And it turns out I couldn't have been more wrong about that. I mean, sometimes you fall in love with those, those quick, brutal knockouts, which is what he was bringing to the table. And what I really want to ask Jamal is, does he think that there's much process to – johnny walker's game like is there a method behind the madness or is the guy just doing random shit to do random shit that's what i'm trying to figure out so when jamal comes back in here i'm gonna ask him his opinion on that but until then if y'all got any questions for me let me know um uh let's see okay my boy 802k says uh cowboy versus lowe's on thoughts i think it's a perfect matchup man it's one i wanted to see for years i think a few years ago it would have been a lock for Cerrone to actually win that fight, especially past the first round. But now I would not be surprised at all if Lozon actually went out there and got a first round finish over Cerrone. But historically speaking, Lozon does tend to slow down in fights. So if it, if it does get extended, you got to lean Cerrone. But I think there's a chance that Lozon actually gets him out of there early. Um, Josh asked me, did I see Sean Strickland's apartment tour? I did. Um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, he's got like six figures in the bank. So at least he's saving his money. He wants to live like a caveman. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I know he could afford a better spot. So people are trying to link that to fighter pay, which they shouldn't, because I know for a fact that Strickland's got six figures in his account. He's just frugal with his money. He doesn't want to spend, which is actually pretty fucking smart. So, yeah. Uh, I, I have seen it, so it's interesting. Send me some more questions, man. Oh, he said, psycho as fuck and single as fuck. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, uh, Sean Strickland does seem like kind of a crazy dude, but one hell of a fighter for sure. Um, definitely enjoy watching him fight, and I'm excited for this main event with Jack Hermanson. I mean, Jack Hermanson, he's got some of the best ground and pound in the UFC middleweight division, a nasty submission game, and Sean Strickland is very well-rounded. And the thing I like about Strickland, too, is that even though at 85s, the grappling hasn't been put to the test as much, back when he was fighting at 70s, we got to see how damn good of a grappler this guy truly is. So I think he's going to have some surprises for uh, Hermanson here. But look, you can't ever count out a guy like Hermanson. I mean, he's in the position he's in for a reason. The guy's a stud. 
But I think this guy Strickland might be coming into his own here. I mean, you just got to put it into perspective. Like when Strickland was at 70s, you always have potential, but you never quite saw him, you know, reach that next level. Whereas now that he's at 85, I mean, this is back-to-back main events. He's in the top 10. So I'd say he's a new man at 85. This was the right weight class for him. Um, let me send Jamal a message and, uh, and, and check for an update real quick. So hold on. All right. So Josh says, love watching Strickland fight. Maybe that motor uh, cycle accident changed his brain. I, I have, I have no idea, man. Like I really, I really don't know if that's what it had to, if that had to do with anything, or it was just moving up to 85s, man. I mean, do you guys remember how skinny Sean Strickland was at, um, at 170, man? I mean, the dude was cutting mad weight and now at, 185 i mean he's really filling out his frame he's always been a tall dude so now you know he's fitting right at home at 85s he can get past a guy like hermanson i mean i think he's one or two fights away from the title shot and on the flip side hermanson comes out here he upsets strickland i mean hermanson's always been on the short list i mean he's in the top five in the weight class tough puzzle to solve so you never know i mean this is a big fight in the middleweight division and it, it definitely has title implications so yeah i'm looking forward to it a lot all right y'all send me some more questions Let, let's talk about uh some of these other fights man i mean um you know i'm going live with Shaq on saturday morning 10 30 a.m to, to break down the whole card and tonight at 9 p.m eastern time i got phil rowe who's actually fighting on the card this weekend he'll be on the show uh, so y'all make sure you come back at 9 p.m. Eastern time and ask Phil Rowe anything you want. But hopefully we get Jamal back in here. His phone died in the middle of the interview. He went to his car to charge it, and somehow it died there, which is which is surprising because he was looking good. Uh, the, the quality was looking good. I could hear him fine. So hopefully we get this figured out. But either way, um, I'm excited to be here live with y'all right now, man. So what else y'all got for me? Let me know. Let me know what else y'all got. Um, I did have some more questions for him about the Walker fight. Um, curious about, let me see. Let me, let me tell you what I'm curious about. I got it written down. Um, oh yeah. Matthew Stafford going to the Super Bowl Cause you know, he played for the lions, but down here in Georgia, he was also the quarterback for the UGA Bulldogs, which look, I went to Georgia state university, which is in Atlanta. UGA is in Athens, but he still represents Georgia. So now that the Falcons are out of the mix, not that they were ever in it, you know, I will be rooting for Stafford this weekend. Um, let's see. Josh says the upcoming card has him more excited than the last pay-per-view turned out to be. Um, Gerwin says half the battle will be Saturday morning this week. Um, not to my knowledge. No, Thursday. Mo so here's what we got. We're going to wait for Jamal to come back on this one. Uh, for those that are just tuning in now, his phone died. We, we started talking to him. His phone died. He's about to come back in. Tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going live with Phil Rowe, who's fighting Jason Witt this Saturday. And then Thursday morning at 10.30 a.m., Shaq and I are breaking down the car start to finish. So that's basically uh, what's going now. Uh, Night Warrior says, what do I think about Francis versus UFC pay contract issues? Also, Tyson Fury, $30 million a fight, and UFC champion earning $600,000 a fight. Um, I mean, firstly, I thought I think he got more than $600 because, you know, pay-per-view points and all that. I just don't know the exact figure. Yeah, 
would I love to see Francis get 30 million? Fuck yeah, I'd love to. I just don't really know like what needs to take place for that to happen. Like Tyson Fury is probably selling selling millions of pay-per-views, whereas word on the street is the Francis and Ganu pay-per-view only did 200,000 buys. Now, that could be total bullshit. I don't know. So I got to figure that out of it. That's uh He says he just texted me back. He said he's coming back just his shit is dead. Um he said, give me five minutes. All right, y'all. So five minutes, Jamal Hill will be back. Hold on one second. Cool. So he'll be back in five. But until then, I'm down to entertain y'all. My boy Nevro says Jamal ain't coming back. He about to go raid the whole kitchen. He got the munchies. Hey, he's got to make 205 later on uh, this month. So I don't, I don't think he's going to the kitchen right now. I actually believe him. He's trying to charge up his phone. Um, you know, and do that whole thing. So, but yeah, back to the Tyson Fury thing. I mean, you just got to like, give me some more details. Like what kind of numbers was Tyson Fury putting up pay-per-view wise? Was he selling millions? Because if there's any truth to what to Francis only selling 200,000, well then yeah, that's why Francis gets paid less. So uh, I, I just need some more details here, but yeah, obviously what I like to see people get paid more. Yeah. I think everybody would like to get paid more in any job. I, I don't think that's a fucking secret here. Um, but I, I think we need more details before we jump to conclusions is, uh, is all I'm, I'm thinking. My boy 802K said, give me five, roll in another. Hey, he, he can smoke on the show all he wants, man. You know, we're weed friendly over here. Shout out to my boy, Bud Crush. Uh, so yeah, there ain't no issues with that at all. Um, uh, and then since I have a second, y'all, if you're planning on betting on the fights this weekend, or you're planning on betting on the Super Bowl or whatever the case is. You guys got to check out my sponsor, BetUS. They're a badass sportsbook. They have very competitive lines, and they offer live betting throughout the game. So make sure you all check out BetUS and use my code BATTLE125 for an 125% bonus on your first deposit. And then also, that's for the sportsbook. That's if you're into betting. If you're into daily fantasy sports, I highly recommend prize picks. I've been telling you all, man. Some of these numbers, I mean, it's literally you versus them. It's not you versus thousands of other people. It's you versus prize picks and whatever their projection is. So you see something you disagree with, take advantage, combine sports. So go to prize picks, download the app, and use my code BATTLE20. Um, excuse me. Use my code BATTLE, not BATTLE20. BATTLE for an 100% deposit match up to $100 with prize picks. All right. These five minutes are winding down. Jamal's about to come back in here. Uh, but until then, let's answer some more fan questions. So my boy 802 said, did I see Rashad Evans fight Eagle? I did see his fight Eagle, man. Thank God he got back on track, man, because it, it hurts to see a legend of the sport, you know, lose to guys like Sam Alvey. No disrespect. Just saying, like, he would have never been caught dead losing to a guy like that a couple years ago, right? And then um, and even to Dan Kelly, who I respect as well, but, but same story there. So it's good that he got back on track. Now he can walk out on a win, and, and I hope he does, man. Or keep taking more fights against, you know, other guys that are getting up there in age. So, yeah, that's basically how I, uh, how I feel about that. What else y'all got for me, man? Send me some more questions in here. Counting down till uh, the return of Jamal Hill. Uh, apologize for the technical difficulties, man, but I appreciate y'all sticking with me. You know that the show must go on no matter what, but we still got more questions to ask. You know, I want to know his opinion on is Johnny Walker chinny or does Johnny Walker just fight with his fucking chin straight up in the air and a lack of defense? Like, 
is Johnny Walker, does he have a thought process behind what, what he does? Or is he just spamming random shit? Like, I want to know Jamal's opinion on these things. So as soon as he comes back in here, uh, we're going to find out the answers to this stuff, man. So I'm excited. Uh, and I do appreciate you guys bearing with uh, our technical difficulties. So thank you very, very much. And also, if I'm not being loud enough, you guys tell me because my mic died. So basically, I'm speaking into the camera's mic. Um, yeah, I got, I got a lot of shit I got to take care of. but. I'm still happy to be here talking fights with y'all, man. That's a that's what this shit is all about. So hopefully he gets back in here ASAP, man, because um, there's still more to talk about. We got to talk about the OSP fight, the Paul Craig fight. He knocked out Jimmy Crew. He's got the Johnny Walker fight coming up. I'm glad we got to cover the output thing because the thing that's always stood out to me about Hill was that, yeah, he can knock people out like a light heavyweight does, but the guy puts up numbers, which you don't often see from men, from men his size. You don't see 205ers going out there landing 233 strikes like he did in the Darko fight, which I'm still very impressed by. So it's cool to hear the philosophy behind this and just his overall thoughts on, you know, on his style, on his process. Because I know he's a guy that has a pretty damn slick process, and that's why he's one of my favorite light heavyweights. So. Let's see, uh, let's see what happens when he comes back in there. But until then, let's talk about this. So um, Phil Haas pulled out his fight with Sam Alvey. So they're allegedly looking for a replacement. Uh, my boy Jared Nitrain Gooden said that he wants to step in and fight Sam Alvey. I think they should give him a, uh, you know, a call back. Listen, he, uh, he had his four-fight contract in the UFC. Um, and they basically told him, like, look, man, you know, you're fighting tough with these guys, but – you know, just get a couple more wins and, and we'll call you back. And the very next week, he goes out there on Fight Pass, gets another win. And, I mean, I think he's ready to be back. I think he wants to move up to middleweight, man. The cuts to 70 were getting too tough. The guy's big for the weight class. And at 85, he's not going to have to kill himself. Whereas Alvy, he used to fight at 205, and he actually has to cut those 20 pounds. So I like that matchup for Jared. I hope that they give it to him. And we'll see what happens. Um, you know, he told me, he's like, hey, dude, if you hear about any middleweight fights dropping off, text me right away. So that's exactly what I did uh, when I heard about Phil Haas pulling out and Jared was on the ball right away. I mean, he said from the jump he wants to be the Cowboy Cerrone of his weight class. He wants to be that guy that fights every weekend. He wants to be that guy that steps up on short notice, that fights anyone, anytime, any place. And, yeah, even though that first UFC run, you know, he went one and three, but he fought tough with every single person he fought. And – I mean, for only four fights into your career, you're already fighting Randy Brown in a co-main event. Like, that's quite a rush, right? So I think if they would have given him more, you know, if they put him in there with Barbarena or Jason Witt, I think he'd be on a win streak right now. So it's really just about, you know, this guy, he, he just wants to fight the toughest guys. So, you know, you, you got to you gotta give a guy credit like that. Um you know, and that's not like anyone was out here putting him away in the UFC. You saw that front kick he ate from Randy Brown. My boy was out here eating that no problem. So I want him to get this Sam Alvey fight really badly. So let's wait and, uh, and see what happens. So, all right, Jamal just messaged me back. He said he's, he's setting up right now. So hopefully we see him back here in a second. Um, my boy 802 said Nitrain can beat Smiles. I agree. That's why we want that fight. So. Let's see exactly what happens. Um, let me see what else we can talk about in the meantime. So 
this weekend. Obviously, we got a good card. Got some interesting spots. I mean, this Shavcat versus Carlson Harris fight, I'm very excited about that. Jack said, what would my walkout song be if I had one? Dude, I ain't getting in no octagon and fighting no one, man. I mean, maybe a grappling tournament or something, but, like, you know, I, I ain't trying to do all that stuff. You know, that leave it to the professionals. But some music I like. I love the band Queens of the Stone Age. I love the band Corn. I like 311. And then I like some other shit that people wouldn't expect me to like. This band Zero Seven, I think they're fucking amazing. Um, yeah, Arctic Monkeys, I'm a big fan of. So, oh, Every Time I Die, who just recently broke up, like them a lot too. So, yeah, one of those bands would be my walkout song, you know, for sure. Um, Kenshiro said, oh, by the way, what's up, Kenshiro? It's been a while since I've seen you in, in one of my uh, streams. So, it's good to have you back. He says, I demand an investigation of the Bellator judges for the two huge criminal robberies of the main and co-main event fights this Saturday. Um, I mean, Arizona judges gave it to the Arizona fighters. You know what I'm saying, man? So I don't think it was like, I mean, they were close fights, man. It's not like, even though I kind of did think the other guys won the fights, they were so close that it, I wasn't that pissed about it. But if you had money on it, I can, understand why you would be very uh frustrated by that so but even with that said that yeah they obviously need to fix the judging um in the sport asap my boy jack attack said every time i die hell yeah dude they never put out a shitty record man and it sucks how things ended you know i've actually seen them live like over 20 times ever since i was in high school to now as a grown-ass man just love seeing those guys live man um i'm a big music fan you know i used to play the drums back in the day uh, so yeah, big time in the music. Now I just love jujitsu actually dealing with a little injury. I had an MRI this morning, so, uh, hopefully it ain't what I think it is. I think I might have like a pinched, uh, nerve in my neck, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad. A couple, you know, a little bit of physical therapy and I'll be right back in there. I'm excited about that. So yeah, that's what I did. Had to wake up at like seven. Dude, you all ever done an MRI before? It's like the most claustrophobic shit I've ever done in my fucking life, man. Like, I was like, God damn, like, I'm going to close my eyes and hope this shit ends right away. You start thinking all these, like, random ass thoughts. like, And like I said, I'm not even, like, claustrophobic, but it was just, like, it was a weird ass experience, man. It's loud as fuck in there. Like, there's only, like, one inch between you and the ceiling. Like, it's, uh, it, 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 or uh, the enclosement. It, it was something else, man. So, yeah. <laughs> Kenshiro Raya Dojo said, I never want, uh, once want to fight with a guy on top of me for 15 to 25 minutes on the street. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, yeah, on the streets we're using weapons and shit. You know what I'm saying? On the streets we're kicking people in the balls and eye gouging and, you know, doing dirty tactics, you know. But one-on-one, -on -one, jujitsu works great uh, for sure. It's just, you know, if you're choking someone out on the streets, their friend comes and soccer kicks you, then what, right? So, yeah, you got to – my best advice for a street fight is avoid a street fight. You know, that's what they teach you in martial arts, man. Just go to the gym, get your sparring rounds in or your grappling rounds in, and, you know, then just be a peaceful individual. There's no reason to start fights. Now, if someone starts a fight with you or one of your friends, you're allowed to protect them. Okay, he's back, but never go out of your way to start one. Uncle Maul, what's up, man? What's going on, bro? Hey, welcome back. You can hear me good, right? Yeah, I hear, you. I hear you. All right, perfect. So basically what we were talking about was this. Like, we've established the fact that 
Johnny Walker is athletic, he's dangerous, and he's kind of unpredictable. But what I kind of wanted to get from you was, does he like? Do you do you think that he has a process behind what he's doing? Like, is there a method behind the madness, or is it kind of just like random what he's feeling at the time? Because like, I know you're a guy that establishes your jab and and you know what you're doing at all times. I'm not sure if I can say the same for uh, for him. What's what's your opinion on that? No, I don't see that. I see him just in there. All right, all right, this happens. I'm like, throw this. I go like, yeah, nah. Hey, there's no like. I don't see no. I don't see chess being played. I see checkers. Now on that topic. Now I disagree with a lot of people, and I know you do as well. But a lot of people they think that fight with Maheta was chess because they were fainting the whole time. But I kind of viewed it as like neither guy. They were they were so I hesitant to show you how more how motherfuckers didn't know how to set. They don't know how to set it, anything up. They don't know how to find their range. They don't know how to do anything other than throw hard shots and hope that they can knock you out. That's it. That's what you, that's what you saw. That explosiveness that he has, that's all he has. Like, in, in that fight, I mean, was that a weird performance for you uh, from Tiago's side? Like, considering, you know, you went, you went no, five with, with Jones? Or is this no, how he's always I mean, been? Always I, been I, don't mean, I, don't, I don't even want you to finish. No. That's not what that that that's who he is. Go back and watch his fight. That's who he is. Wheel kicks and shit like that, spinning capoeira, all of that shit. Like all that shit taking a lot of energy to try to just blast and shot. Nothing's gonna add up and that's gonna add up damage, damage. You know what I mean? That's how they gotta win, bro. And then a debate that I've been having. Is Johnny Walker chinny, or does he fight with his chin up in the air and, as a result, get dropped a lot? Because I know you've seen that fight where he got knocked out like three times in one fight, plus some of the other ones. Like, is it because his chin ain't the best, or is it because he fights with that chin straight up and is open to being? He's hit? been caught in the right spot. It's that just that getting touched and getting hit in the right spot. He was in the right wrong spot, and got caught a lot of times. That's all that is. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is don't, honestly, don't be in the wrong spot against you. They can put it like this. Put it like this. When uh when he fought Santos, Santos is a powerful dude. Santos hit him with, a, I think it was a left hand, a straight left hand, something fully extended right at the end of it, right on the jaw. He, he took it. I remember. I remember. That's why I'm asking because it's like you see the clip of that fight where he gets knocked out like three times, but then you see that. That shot that you're referring to against Tiago, I was like, God damn, he ate that fine. So it's interesting how it works, right? Got to be the right shot, right shot, right spot. So where do you see yourself this time next year? Because obviously 365 days ago, you were unranked. Now you're in the top 15. I was ranked. When? A year ago from, from today, you were ranked? Yeah. Was I got the ranked after fight the really over fight. a year ago? Yeah, that was last. That that was that was last. That was almost coming up on two years ago. That was twenty twenty. Damn, time really fucking flies, doesn't it, man? Holy shit. Okay, but where do you see yourself three hundred sixty five days from today? Um, still climbing. A few more doves under my belt, and uh, making better money. That's what's up. Hey, hey every dove is gonna help with that. So I personally get sketched out by undefeated records because to me, 
Like I, I feel like no one is exempt from that first L. And I always like it when someone takes that L and they come back better. Now, when you fought Paul Craig, you handled that about as well as anyone I've ever seen. You admitted you were too cocky, too arrogant going into that fight, and you had to learn from it. I mean, would you say that that actually helped you elevate your just your overall the overall fighter that Jamal Hill is to that next level, you know, having to go through that? Yeah, it was adversity. All adversity is uh, offers an opportunity to grow. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that was something I grew from. Now, back to what we were talking about earlier. I think I think I mentioned this before you cut out. So if I, I know for a fact, like, you know, if I saw Anthony Rumble Johnson in that same spot, it, it's an instant tap. Like, when you're, when you're getting caught in a position like that and you know the danger of what could happen, like – are you like he's got to kill me? Like, what, like what's going through your head? Because it didn't seem for a second like you were ready to say I'm done. Like the ref literally stopped it with no time. I don't want to lose. So had, had that been a choke, you would have let him put you to sleep. Would have had to. We're dealing with a dog, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're dealing with a real dog here. So. And, and back to what That's I was talking about through, earlier. Your, your, your volume coming through messed up like real scrambly. No. Oh, yeah? You're having trouble hearing me? Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, I apologize, man. How, how bad? Can you hear me at all? It's like, no, I can hear you, bro, but it's like really like scrambled. It's like messed up in the mic. All right. Well, let's make like the a, best. Sound like you just swallowed the mic. <laughs> Let's let's try to make the best of it, okay? Okay. So Matt Stafford, right? Because look, my Falcons had no chance. Your Lions had no chance. However, we're both rooting for Matt Stafford here because he used to play on your Lions. He used to play with the UGA Bulldogs, and I'm from Georgia. Now I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. The Bulldogs are from UGA, but they still represent Georgia. So uh, I think we're rooting for the same guy in the Super Bowl, right? If you're going for uh, if you're going for MS9, hell yeah. That that is what I'm going for. So before I let you go, man, let's get some fan questions in here. You down to answer a couple fan questions? Yeah, shoot them at me. All right, cool. So here we go. I'm just scrolling up and grabbing them real quick. Luke says, What are you doing different this camp to prepare for Johnny? Nothing. It's business as usual. Now, do you think Walker's game plan is uh, – you think he's going to try to use some grappling here? Everything's on the table. I'm preparing for everything. I'm expecting the best – I'm expecting him to come out in his best grappling form, in his best striking form, in his best clinch form. However it goes down, I'm going to be ready. Now, Night Warrior says, how much uh, reefer does Jamal Hill smoke? A lot. <laughs> now, uh, all right, we're almost at the end of these questions. Let me just scroll down a little bit. Um, you saw Rashad Evans fight? Yeah, I saw Rashad Evans fight. Were you happy to see a, a, a legend at 42 years uh, of age get a dove? I'm always happy to see anybody living out their dream and doing what they love. Hey, that's that's a very good answer, my man. That's a that, that's a good answer right there. So, last but not least, um, 
And everybody, if y'all got a question for Jamal, submit it in the comment box below. So my boy, Nate Williams, was just speaking about what we were talking about. He says, adversity makes you a man. You know, he, he fights in the PFL. So, no, we agree with that. We agree with yeah, that. It makes you a man. It makes you a woman. It makes you an adult. You know what I mean? You, you truly learn about yourself through the adversity you face. And um, it's all about how you're going to deal with it and how you're going to come back for it or how you're going to apply it to your life. Jimmy says, Jamal, is John Jones a future heavyweight champion in your opinion? If he decides, if he chooses to be. And Kenshiro says, Hill, I always bet on you, bro. You help me feed my 12 kids. Hey, I, I, so that's what, that's a dozen and a half that are satisfied. <laughs> Taking care of all the kids. Hey, good investments make good money. You told me that the first time I had you on the show. Luke says he's ready for that Johnny Walker pack. Uh, is it Indica, Sativa, or a hybrid? We always hybrid. My man, my man. Awesome. So, oh, and then I had to ask you this. So I heard you talk about the only reason you're still in Michigan is because, like, you know, that's where your camp is. That's where your training partners, your coaches, your gym, everything is in. Now, let's say you become a UFC world champion. Let's say you get the money you want. Let's say you have the option to, to move to wherever you want. Would you move somewhere else and bring your coaches with you? Like if you had the, the chance to do something like that? Uh, the type of money that I'm trying to make, I don't think the UFC going to pay me that. But, uh, yeah, if, I, if, that, if that was actually a possibility, an opportunity, then, yeah, probably, maybe. Like where would be your ideal place? Because, I mean, it seemed like you're getting sick of that snow. I got a few places I'd actually like to live. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to live nowhere. Maybe I want to bounce around. Yeah, like what? What? Are, what's like some spots? If you're willing to share, spots I've been. I mean, I like Vegas. There's a lot of opportunity in Vegas. So you know, what I mean, Vegas is a nice spot. I like, uh, I like Arizona. I like, um, I like Florida, and I like home. <laughs> My man. Well, Jamal, I truly appreciate you taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. I know there are some technical difficulties, and next time you come on the show, we'll get that situated so it never happens again. But I still appreciate your time. They can follow you at Jamal H on Twitter. What's the what's the Instagram again? Sweet underscore dreams underscore J Hill. My you man. Obviously, I know what Touch 'em Up University means. Like, I get it. But how, how did that start? How did that name come up? Like, where did that come from? Because that's what I, I touching people. I'm touching people up. When I hit when I'm when I'm going, everything is in play. I hit you and touch you everywhere. It's touching I mean, up. I know but it's was that you that came up with school. the name? Was it a coach? But at the same time, it's like, all right, when you in the, when I'm in the rhythm, when I'm in the rhythm and I'm hitting you, I'm landing everywhere and I'm and I'm touching you up, everything, I'm schooling you at the same time. Uh, don't do that. Bang. You know what I mean? Uh, don't do that. No, no, nope. You know what I'm saying? You're getting schooled at the same time. Touch them, you getting touched up and schooled at the same time. Touch them up, university. Yes, sir. Well, Jamal, I sincerely appreciate the time. Best of luck in the rest of the camp. Kick this man's ass, and we'll speak very soon, my friend. Yes, sir. Appreciate the right, talk. Take care, man. See ya. Right. There he is, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. Man, 
sorry about the technical difficulties, y'all, but I hope y'all still enjoy this, got something out of it. Um, and thank you for being here. I'll be back tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time with Phil Rowe, UFC welterweight, who's fighting this Saturday night against Jason Witt. Remember, if you need a sports book, head up, uh, hit up BetUS. Use my code BATTLE125 for an 125% bonus on your first deposit. And if you need a, a new daily fantasy sports outlet, check out PrizePix. Use my code BATTLE for an 100% deposit match up to $100. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where we are available. I'll be back tonight at 9 p.m. with Phil Rowe, and then I'll be back Thursday morning at 10.30 a.m. with Shaq to break down the card. Thank you guys again. I appreciate y'all bearing with me. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.